They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven. Hey everyone, this is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to the Powercast. And we, w- we will be recapping Power Book 2, Episode 8. And the title of this episode is Family First. I'm here. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? Yep. What's up, indeed? And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? I'm doing wonderful. Good to hear. So yeah, um, this was a crazy episode, and um, the response has like. From what I gather so far, the the response has been pretty good to to this episode. Um, you know, just from talking to other people, I haven't spoken to you two extensively about the episode yet, which is what we're gonna do now. Um, but from what I've seen, other people say it seems like you know a lot of people enjoyed the the dynamics of this episode, um, and you know maybe i agree maybe i don't we're gonna get into that i'm I'm, I'm gonna let you know my thoughts on it so let's get right into this recap um and you know just to uh set the tone a little before we you know dive into the topics um basically you know this episode is about homecoming on campus and you know parents are showing up to you know for for the homecoming and then they're, they're also interacting with the uh the, um, the lessons and everything and there's a big ball game like a big basketball game as well coming up um, so you know that's basically just to set the tone of what this episode is about uh, just so you know everyone remembers um, so let's dive into the first character that I want to analyze and um, this is you know this is a character that a lot of people love I know Richard is a fan of this character in particular um, well, but there, there, there's lots we need to address, and that character is Jabari. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I never said I, I never said I was a fan of that character, but yes, continue. <laughs> nah, yeah. So um, he's definitely one of the slimiest characters right now in the show, <laughs> um, and he proved that in this episode. So so let's uh, talk about what he what he got up to in this episode. And um, I have, you know, some questions about about Jabari. So, um, so like at the start of this episode, you know, there, there's like a uh, there's like a lesson where the students bring in their parents. Obviously, Tariq, you know, um, Tasha is in is in prison, and he killed his father. So there's nobody there to represent Tariq, but everyone else has their parents with them. And I imagine that Tariq probably feels, you know, a little uh, lonely in this moment. But, um, you know, Jabari, because uh, he seems so obsessed with Tariq at the moment, he throws, you know, a question at, at Tariq. And, um, you know, Tariq says something to the extent of, um, you know, sometimes you got to hold on to the truth, or, you know, or something like that. 
Um, so then, you know, Jabari, um, Jabari and Tariq interact later on after the lesson and Tariq actually hands him a paper and, you know, um, Jabari is still, still under the impression that Tariq might be sleeping with Carrie, uh, because, you know, he, uh, because he, he, he said that quote, that particular thing about truth, holding on to truth and stuff. Jabari took that to mean as, you know, he's keeping a secret and that he, you know, he might still be sleeping with, uh, Carrie, like he, he believed last week. Uh, obviously that's not the case, but that's what he believes. Um, so, so then, you know, there's later on, there's a scene where Jabari is meeting with his agent and the agent tells him that he loves the new story. And, uh, I think that we assume here that, you know, what, what Jabari has sent to the agent is that stuff that he copied from Tariq in an earlier episode. Um, so yeah, so he's sent that to his agent and the agent loves the new story. The publisher wants it. Um, and the only thing is the agent tells him, you know, that he needs a, an ending, like a, a proper ending for it. And Jabari doesn't seem to know how it ends. Right. Um, so then later on, uh, Jabari is at, at his desk and he reads Tariq's paper. And, you know, there's a part where Tariq is talking about like getting with a woman who, who has a square boyfriend. And he <laughs> says, he says that, uh, the boyfriend chose him over the other man. And Jabari ends up like getting so mad in, in that moment that he snaps his pencil because he, he takes it to mean that, you know, Tariq is talking about him because he thinks it's about Carrie when, it, when in actuality it's about Lauren. Um, so, so yeah, that happens. And then later on, Jabari follows Tariq off campus and, um, you know, he believes that Tariq is about to go meet Carrie, but, Instead, um, he witnesses Tariq making an exchange with Drew, um, and he overhears them actually talking about, you know, the drugs and course correct. And he's about to warn Carrie about this activity, but then he gets an email, you know, as he's texting Carrie, and it, it's an email from the agent asking about the ending. And then, uh, Jabari kind of like wipes away the text that he was writing to Carrie in that moment. Um, and then, you know, later on, we see that he's struggling to write a chapter. Um, I believe it's chapter nine. And, mm -hmm. and um, he takes another glance at Tariq's paper. And then he also uh, picks up his phone and he goes to the app store and he searches for course correct and he downloads the app. And um, that's sort of where, you know, Jabari's story ends in this episode. Um so a lot of juicy stuff in there of course but i want to ask you guys um you know what do you think about jabari's actions throughout this episode and what do you think is coming next like after he you know downloaded that app and stuff um so dana do you have like any theories about that um this whole thing this this sequence to me was slightly funny well like, <laughs> he was getting in his feelings again yeah. um in the whole paper that was so funny um but in regards to him downloading the app this was when i was like "Ooh!" i got a little excited this is when for me things kind of went from being eh to like really picking up and me being really really interested in the next episode to see what was going on and how this would all work out um i didn't i think that he knows that it's not really um for classes uh, so 
I don't know if this is going to be, I don't, he doesn't know who's really involved. So my whole thing was I was confused as to whether he was just that naive and he really just thought, you know, this was some something involving school or he was going to wallow in his sorrows and get some drugs. <laughs> so I'm interested in how this is going to work out. I'm interested in who's going to be the delivery person. Like if it's Tariq or who who else, this is going to be really, really interesting. And I wonder if he's going to use this information. I really feel, I don't feel that it's going to be something to turn a student in. I feel that he's going to use this information to put in his story. Yeah. Because as we all know, he's still suffering with the writer's block. He does not know exactly where the ending of the story is going to be. So I find that this is where things are going to really start to pick up, either for his story or either in just his continued anger lobbied at Tariq. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And just to double back to, you know, what you, what we were talking about last week, Dana, because, um, like, you know, we were saying that, um, you know, the uh, the whole relationship kind of thing between Jabari and Carrie is a, is a little juvenile. But, um, and, and, you know, that we were kind of tired of it. But, um, the fact that they, that they went this route in, in, in this episode, um, that kind of like, um, it, it was, it was way more interesting. And that's, that's kind of what we were asking for last week. Like, we want to see more layers to these characters. And that's what we got, you know, in, in this episode. So, um, I quite enjoyed, you know, and seeing that. I, I I don't know about you, but I kind of felt that the story that he was trying to write or steal or was inspired by was kind of turning into like a male version of the coldest winter ever. <laughs> that book. Oh, yeah. Soldier. That was like the only thing. It was like, oh, this, this, this is a male version. Okay. Yeah, you, you're right about that. And, and it's funny you say that because there's a sequel to that book coming out now. So... That's interesting. Maybe, oh, maybe, yes. maybe uh, after like twenty years, we yeah. finally got it. Maybe Jabari wrote that. Maybe Jabari wrote that. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, um, Rich, how about you? Do you, like what's your thoughts on Jabari's actions throughout this episode, and what do you think he's going to do next? Well, let me start by saying that I was thoroughly entertained with this episode, but by far. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best that they've had so far this season. Um, as for this character, no, he's not my favorite character on the show. Let's clarify that right now. If, if anyone has been listening to the show, they know I'm not a fan of this character. But I will say I appreciated that they kept him consistently slimy from one episode to the next. Um, I laughed that uh, he has this obsession with Tariq. And he still believes that Tariq is the one that's messing around with Carrie. So that was, that was funny to see. Um, but it, it's, it's just, uh, you know, in terms of how all of this went down and with him, you know, finding out about course correct, uh, I do agree with what Dana said. Obviously this is to get information. I, I mean, the thing is this, it, it is obviously to get information for his book, but it's also because he wants to, catch Tariq and wants to expose Tariq because he thinks that Tariq is the one that's been messing around with with with, with Carrie this whole time. Uh and you know that because of how jealous he is 
uh, just how, how how much he reacts to this whole situation uh, with her being involved with the student. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that he does not suspect anyone else. It's just it has to be Tariq because that because he's seen her having a conversation with Tariq. It's it's just funny the you know the psychology of of him being obsessed with Tariq as 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 a person. And I can't wait to see when he finally finds out it isn't Tariq and what the consequences are going to be for messing around with Tariq this whole time. Because that's coming. Um, is it going to happen in the next two episodes? I have no idea, but it's going to happen, I would guess, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be some consequences involved. Um, but I want to also, I want to also ask you, like, um, do you think Jabari, like, cause obviously he's done some, like, really questionable things throughout these episodes, but do you think his character is redeemable? Like, do you think there's a chance that, you know, things could turn around for the character and he becomes likable again? Uh, what would you say about that, Dana? You're muted. I'm muted, sorry. Um, my issue, the thing is, is I, I would love to know if he, I think he would have a better, a better, uh, uh, opportunity of just writing about a teacher obsessed about a student who thinks he's going, his, his, I don't know, girlfriend, non-girlfriend, other person. It just seems, you know, that right there is, I'm like, I'm screaming, I'm like, that's your story, stop trying to steal other people's stories, this right here. But, um, I think, he is still redeemable if he doesn't do anything crazy. If this doesn't go like full fatal attraction, he'll be fine, I think. But you also have to remember the fact that he's plagiarizing. Um, maybe he could come back from that by figuring out his own ending. Um, that would be nice, but he hasn't killed anyone, so that's good. So I think that he is redeemable from that aspect. The plagiarism part, nah, not so much. This also makes me kind of question his first book a little bit. Like, was he just really suffering from writer's block and this is a one-time thing? Or did he go about, you know, plagiarizing little things here and there in his pl in his previous book? Yeah. I, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, he, he used Carrie as, like, an inspiration for that first book, right? Or something. Yep. So, mm -hmm. so it, it seems like he's the type of writer who really needs like a real life kind of inspiration <laughs> to to get out his material. Um, and I mean, um, there's a blurred line there because sometimes it actually is good when um, writers use real life influences and stuff. But in this case, you know, he, he we've seen that he's done it the wrong way because he's actually full on plagiarized. So. So that's, that's, you know, the bad way to go about it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, that, that first book, maybe we'll, we'll learn more about it. Um, I, I definitely want to see like more of this whole, uh, Jabari as a writer story, you know, kind of play out more. Um, cause I find it much more interesting than like the, the sexual stuff. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, let, let's see where where that goes um, but I, I do think the character is redeemable because even though you know he's a slimy character I, I feel like there's room for the character to grow um, and I feel like Tariq is going to be you know um, 
it, Tariq is going to spearhead, you know, his growth as a character, you know, Jabari's growth. So um, I'm, I'm interested to see how that happens. This kind of made me wonder one thing, but the course correct. Mm-hmm. If he could, if he does find out what it's really about, what's really going on, and who's behind it, if he will use that to blackmail Tariq. Mm. Yeah. In order to further himself. Well, so I really wonder how that that would play in, and if yeah. that will. That that's something. Know, yeah. That that's really something that could happen. Like maybe if he if he learns, you know how it works and everything. Um, he could like that's something he could use against Tariq, and he could even like force Tariq to write the book for him or something at that point. You know? Oh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> wow, that'd be something Tariq. else. Yeah, that would be interesting. But um, but Rich, would you? The other teacher, remember the other teacher who was also a dealer. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you mean like the one in Power, like the previous season of yeah, Power? Yeah, and pre- the previous the other school that Tariq was in during Power. At Choke or whatever. Yeah, remember he yeah. was like the white guy, and they arrested him, and yeah, in? yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that that was interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, Rich. So two things, I guess. Um, so first of all, do you think Jabari's character is redeemable, and also, you know, what do you think he's he might do about course correct? I think Dana's theory about blackmailing Tariq is a very good theory as to what is going to happen because, you know, it kept alluding to in this episode, like in the very beginning of the episode, saying that, you know, Tariq has a secret, he's trying to find out what the secret is, and Tariq is not, does not trust him. As he said, you know, I like how they threw that little line in there when he asked, did you read the book? Well, if you read the book that you know that you should trust nobody, and I have to go to another class, because remember, this is the same teacher you know they were taking digs at him before when they know that he wasn't reading the book what wasn't doing the assignment so i'm glad that he uh reversed that on him when he asked him that question about revealing more information so uh i I do think the blackmail thing is more than likely what's going to happen uh because he wants a confession i guess that Tariq is messing around with carrie so that makes sense but to answer the question of is the character redeemable for me personally I don't believe he is redeemable because we've seen countless episodes where he does questionable things that he should not be doing as a teacher. Um, whereas, you know, with Tariq, you know, I think we can all agree that, you know, we didn't really like the Tariq character that much in the last season of Power. Now, I, I, I very much am rooting for the Tariq character. I don't have any negative thoughts whatsoever, you know. So, I, I mean, obviously, it takes time. You know, with the character to see them evolve and eventually you understand their perspective and everything like that. With this character, like I said, with the remaining two episodes of the season, um, I don't think it's possible for him to be redeemed unless his story is continuing into the second season. And we don't really know how that's going to play out yet, you know, because we have to see what happens in the next two episodes. But I I would say for me personally right now, He's done a lot, a lot, a lot of dirty things. The plagiarizing, I think, especially is, you know, that's, that's a low blow. Um, but all of this because he is obsessed with Tariq and he is obsessed with, with, with his ex that he is trying to still get back with. So I feel like when people who clearly know that they are in a position of power 
abuse those powers and, you know, sleeping around with students and stuff like that, there got to be some consequences for that. You know, there's a lot of shows where you see there are consequences for this type of things. So I, I don't really think he is redeemable. But again, we'll see if they can convince me in the remaining episodes of this season. <laughs> well, I had another theory. Sorry for theorizing. Mm-hmm. But I felt that what if instead he uses Tariq to find out who actually is sleeping with Carrie if it's not him? Yeah, I mean, that that's uh, definitely yeah. a possibility. Um, I, I feel like that's going to come out anyway. So... So yeah, but but you know it's all about how it comes out, I guess. Um, and yeah, it, Tariq could very well be you know the reason it comes out, I guess. Um, but what was you gonna say, Rich? Oh no, I, I was gonna say yeah, I agree with that. That's that's possible also. Um, it really depends. That they have a lot of different directions they can go in terms of what's gonna happen when he finds out. Um, again, I, I feel like this is all. It's not really so much about Tariq. It's, it's just an, in, 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 the only reason why the obsession is there is because he thinks that Tariq is messing around with Carrie. So I'll be curious to see what happens once he finds out the truth that it's not, uh, Tariq and it's actually Zeke. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. You know, there's, there's, uh, two episodes left. So, um, I'm sure we're going to, get some answers very soon but um so let's move on because uh a lot happened in this episode uh a lot of like you know juicy stuff um (laughs) and because of that i'm actually going to get to Tariq next because uh the thing is like the way this episode was structured it's like i have to kind of talk about Tariq before i talk about the other uh people because it's like so woven together kind of thing so I'm going to go through Tariq and we'll have a discussion about him and then, you know, we'll, we'll move on to, uh, some of the other aspects that, you know, impacted, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen. So, um, as for Tariq, so, um, at the start of the episode, we see that, um, Effie makes a return on campus. Uh, I got her name right, right? Effie? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. Um, so yeah, Effie makes a return on campus. Um, and you know she interrupts a deep conversation between Tariq and Lauren and uh, <laughs> and after uh, Lauren leaves she uh she kind of makes like a proposition with Tariq she says she has some coke to move but Tariq isn't too interested at that point um and then you know later on Tariq gets a visit from a returning character um and that character is of course Tubit um, Tubit is asking to collect on the debt that um, Ghost has for him because you know Ghost kind of promised him some money in, in like season 6 of Power at the end um, mm-hmm. so yeah so he wants 25k basically from Tariq um, and you know obviously Tariq is panicking because he, he doesn't have access to that kind of money because he can't even get like the trust fund yet and stuff that is his, his dad left for him or whatever um, so yeah, th- this leaves Tariq in a, in a sticky situation because he has to come up with that money if he wants two bit to leave him alone. Um, and you know, I, at the back of my mind, I was thinking like, you know, how, how is Effie and two bit just allowed to like walk on campus? But I guess they have an excuse this week because it's homecoming and there's like so many ad- like adults around at that point. So 
I guess like anybody can just show up at this point. So, um, so fair enough. You know, they kind of have an excuse this week, so we won't rip them a new one for that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that that was definitely um interesting scene. Um, you know, with two bit and everything. Um, so then Tariq decides to you know um well before that actually Tariq actually calls his mother and you know he talks about needing the money and everything um he's reluctant to say what he needs it for uh but she ends up you know giving him some advice and he he actually asks her how she was able to trust his father and Tasha says something interesting she says that the key was to get um you know was to get him to to trust her basically and then she could kind of like control him i guess um so so Tariq takes that advice and then he decides to actually sleep with effie like he you know he ends up uh chatting her up and everything sweetening her up um and you know he sleeps with her and tells her that you know they're gonna they're gonna sell the coke together you know and um from that point on they get pretty intimate and everything um, so yeah, they, they go into business together and Effie goes around campus selling, you know, selling the drugs and everything. Uh, they managed to make over 50k in sales and Tariq is finally ready to pay off two bit during, um, during the basketball game actually where Zeke is going to be playing. Um, but you know, on his way to, you know, the, um, to, to pay off two bit, he notices that he's being followed by a suspicious looking basketball fan. Um, (laughs) so um so yeah we're going to talk more about that later of course where that guy came from but um but let's focus on Tariq for now so Tariq gets two bit to meet him at the pool and you know um he runs to the pool area and the killer follows him and they get into a tussle Tariq is almost stabbed but two bit comes in and saves Tariq and drowns the killer in the pool Tariq pays off two bit but um Tubit actually asks for more money for saving his life and you know uh, Tariq is able to steal the killer's phone and he sees the messages asking if the job is done and everything um, Tubit actually takes the phone and, and you know texts back the person uh, with a, a photo of the body and everything like that um, so then um, Tariq goes back to the basketball game and he sits with the Tahada family uh, and you know when Tariq actually goes to sit with them um, he notices, you know, Kane is acting funny, and I have to um, applaud Kane's acting here because, like, just seeing his face when Tariq returns, like, was hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so Kane receives a message about the killer being dead, and um, you know, he gets up from his seat and leaves. And then, you know, Kane calls the phone of the killer, and of course, you know, Tariq has it. And Kane actually says, whoever this is, you know, basically I'm going to kill you. Um, he says, you know, something to that effect. So, so Tariq instantly knows who it was, um, who sent the hit. And he looks at, you know, um, he looks at Monet, you know, funny, like, cause obviously he thinks like, you know, the hit came from the entire family at that point. Um, so then, you know, I guess Tariq knows that he's in a sticky spot. So he actually tells Effie that he can't be with her that night anymore, I guess, to kind of get rid of her and get her to safety. Um, so she's salty and, you know, she sees Brayden and she tells him about the whole coke deal. 
And this is after Tariq already told uh, Brayden that he knows nothing about the cope that's being moved um, on campus and stuff. Um, so she she actually goes ahead and tells you know Brayden um, what happened, um, and then you know because she's salty about Tariq cutting her off, I guess. Um, so then Tariq and Brayden get into an argument, and Brayden confronts him about the lies. Tariq says that um, you know his his business with Brayden is separate from from that other deal that he made with Effie. Uh, but Brayden is, is upset and he says that, you know, course correct is over. He no longer wants to be a part of it. Um, and then, you know, at, at the end of the episode, Tariq meets up with Monet. Monet makes it clear that, you know, Kane was to blame for the hit and that, you know, he's no longer part of the family. And she says that if Tariq goes after Kane, she'll kill Tariq herself. But if Kane comes at him first, then it's fair game. So that raises several questions that we're going to talk about here. Um, so the first question, I guess, is, you know, with regards to that scene between Tariq and Brayden, do you think um, Tariq should have just been truthful with Brayden? Because, you know, obviously they're friends at this point and Tariq should be able to trust him. So I want to ask you guys, like, do you think that Tariq should have just been truthful and and told him everything that happened about you know two bit coming and asking for the money and him you know needing to to sell the coke to to pay him off um, and and then also you know he could have also told him about Riley um, because he still hasn't told Brayden the the truth about her yet about her being connected to you know Sax and everything so do you guys think that you know Tariq is just making things harder for himself? by you know not telling Braden the truth so go ahead Rich let's hear your thoughts on this so it's funny you mentioned those two uh, thoughts because they are connected and that's going to lead to the other I do think he should have been truthful in just telling Braden what was going on um, obviously he didn't want to worry Braden about the situation but I feel like if you know that the, these people can just show up to the dorm at any time and it's a threat to Braden and him he probably should have told him what the deal was. You know, yes, there's this debt that I have to pay from one of my dad's of uh, one of the one of the guys that work with my dad. So I had to I had to sell this stuff to pay that debt. I'm pretty sure if he would have said that, but uh, again, you know, Braden asked me at the beginning of the episode if you know if they can just start selling coke again, and he told him no. So, yeah, he lied about that, that whole exchange. And I do think that because of that, you know, at the very end of the episode when they had their conversation and Tariq was talking about, well, they can still work together, he said, no, the, the business is over. So I guess now Tariq is going to be working for himself, by himself, unless he gets other people that he thinks he can trust. But I do feel because he wasn't truthful with Braiding, that will lead to Braiding going back to Riley now and trying to rekindle that relationship. Um and who knows if maybe at this point she will be ready to confess what happened with her and Tariq and, and vice versa. He can confess where he really was. But I do think that that's definitely going to lead to that right now because he, he, because it just, it just, he wasn't truthful about the whole situation with, with Effie. So that's going to definitely have consequences on everything. And to answer your question, I do believe he has made it hard on himself, much harder. Because he doesn't really tell people, I understand not wanting to trust and tell people what's going on, uh, especially with Effie, because, you know, she also was pressing him about 
what he needed the money for, and he, he lied and told her, oh, it's to pay the, to pay the lawyer. Uh, so I understand not trusting her or still being wary on trusting her because of what happened, but he definitely should have been truthful with Braden. That's his boy. That's who he's staying with. So, yeah, there's going to be consequences for that. Just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I understand him, um, you know, maybe not telling certain people the truth, but mm-hmm. I feel like Braden has earned the truth. Like, he's shown that he's loyal and that, you know, he's a good friend and to Tariq and everything. So I'm just thinking, like, you know, your your partners, you're in this together, you live together, you know, you might as well just tell him the truth at this point, you know. So that's the way I was looking at it. Um, yeah. But, but what do you think about that, Dana? And you're muted. Are you there, Dana? Okay. I'm sorry, my computer would not comply. Um, okay. I feel maybe it's just me, but I always kind of viewed this Brayden Tariq is one-sided, where Brayden is always the one that's my best friend. Yeah, I do everything. <laughs> I do everything for him. And I don't really see Tariq reciprocate that. And you could say all oh, the situation with Riley, but that was only because it was interfering with Tariq. And what he was doing, I don't view it as a genuine care for Brady. So I think that um, the fact that she told him what was really going on, I, I I like to see the fallout between those two, and maybe for Braden to figure things out on his own. Maybe I think Tariq was partially right in the fact that to run around on campus for a long time period, not just a one day thing like they did with um, the girl for a couple of hours, but to run around trying to sell coke is a wee bit more complicated than them trying to sell weed or any other smaller drug. You know, it also carries a huge, a bigger offense and you need to be really smart about it. And Brayden does not seem to come across as the thinker. He is more of, of the reactionary kind of person. So in that terms, I do feel that Tariq is right, but their fracture in their relationship, I think it's something that's needed right now for the show and also just for their relationship. A little too much. I see Brayden just a little too happy and too eager to always be Team Tariq, and I just don't see that Tariq reciprocates that. So I don't think that even the whole breaking of the friendship even affects Tariq, or will he even think twice about it, and that it's more effective towards Brayden. I don't know if this will make things more complicated for Brayden in the sense that He's going to try to go and do things his own way, and he doesn't really have that foresight and that ability to think about what he's doing. Because the thing with Tariq is that he, as much as Ghost tried to keep him away from everything, and as much as his mother tried to keep him away from everything, he does have a sort of street smarts, as we all seen in the previous episodes, when Brayden and his brother was getting beat down in the street trying to sell whatever it was that they were selling, I forgot. So, um, yeah. Uh, Tariq does have that kind of street smarts that Brayden does not have so this could end up probably being worse as a whole because Tariq will still be connected to course correct and you know Brayden and his actions if especially if he teams up with his brother could bring everyone down 
but either way, I'm interested in seeing how this goes. Yeah. Yeah, and what you kind of said there, um, you know, uh, ties into the next question I was going to ask. So, um, so basically, like, do you think Braden saying that he's no longer going to be part of Course Correct will cause problems for Tariq now? Um, so how do you feel about that, Rich? Well, yeah, that, that's going to be a very interesting dynamic. Um, I understand that uh, Tariq does not really want to trust anybody fully. Um, so it's going to have some type of consequences, you know. I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out. I, I mean, in terms of him causing problems, uh, I do think that he's definitely going to try to have another conversation with Riley and see things from her point of view and understand exactly what happened, um, between her and Tariq that night. Um, but aside from that, um, I don't know if he's going to, I don't believe he's going to expose course correct or anything like that. And I don't know if he's actually going to even consider selling the same stuff. I mean, we already know that as was mentioned, in the previous episodes, they show that he is, he, 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 he's, he's all about selling stuff. He was able to do it when Kane had kidnapped him. So, and, and he had mentioned again that he liked the ability to make his own money and not rely on the money from his parents. So, we definitely know that that character has a future in doing this stuff if he decides to do it. Uh, he definitely could go against Tariq. Um, but we'll have to see how that dynamic plays out right now because, again, like, like you alluded to, you know, you don't want to blow up the spot. And then, of course, you're still roommates with Tariq. So anything that happens, if anybody comes to that place and is looking for Tariq, I mean, if you're, and you're there also, well, that's bad for you too. So, um, we have to see how they handle it, but, but it is a complex dynamic. It is it's sort of like, you know, Tariq has a lot of people that are against him. And there are some people that are in his corner, but those people can also turn as well. And that's what makes this an interesting show now because it's not like everybody is rooting for Tariq. Of course, his mom is, but then you had the tease last week, uh, you know, where she, you know, they emphasized that final shot of her uh, in her conversation with Paz. Now, I don't expect her to actually turn on Tariq, but just the whole dynamic of having all these people where you have to question whether or not they are for or against Tariq, this was what makes the show interesting right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um... And yeah, you made some points that, you know, um, I kind of want to get back to in a little bit, but, um, but yeah, Dana, um, so, so do you, I, I guess you kind of touched on this already, but, um, just to say definitively, like, do you think that Brayden, um, saying that he's no longer being part of Course Correct will cause problems for Tariq? <laughs> yes, I hope it does, storyline wise. We need some, some problems and some complications. Um, <laughs> That would be nice, but the whole the whole situation about remember with them being roommates. Yeah. Brayden is also the child of a millionaire who is also what I think a legacy on the campus, or at least owns a building or something. And we saw yeah. previously that house party. Yep. So, um, the terms of being a roommate, I don't know, that's not a problem at all. The fact that he even lives on the campus, I was like, why? Okay, but he can easily move out and just live off campus or go back to that. Um, what was it? The fraternity house that he was in when he threw that party. He has options and choices, and he has places for his stash houses, you know. So that, to me, is not a problem. I think it was going to just be more complicated on how he runs the business. Yeah. Any- 
and you know getting the word out to say we're no longer together that's going to be one thing too so whatever Brayden does is going to be associated with Tariq so if Brayden starts slipping up it's going to reflect poorly on Tariq even though he's not a part of that group and you know the the I guess group organization anymore <laughs> yeah yeah, because um, that's another thing to think about because, you know, um, you mentioned uh, Braden's parents and they are very well connected. Uh, we've seen that, you know, in, in the past. Um, and that's now something that Tariq might not have access to because, you know, if he is working with Braden, then Braden's parents can kind of give them like a get out of jail free card almost because they're so well yeah. connected. Um, so the fact that, you know, Brayden is stepping away, it's like Tariq can't, can't rely on that anymore. Um, so that kind of makes things, you know, harder for him if, if he gets discovered. Um, and we saw that, you know, Jabari kind of knows something, you know, he knows something is up now. So, um, you know, there is that risk of him getting discovered now. Um, so yeah. Well, not only with that, but also we'll talk about later on with that whole crime situation. Yeah. So he yeah. needs that protection. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's getting to the point where Tariq needs, you know, people he can trust. So the fact that you know he just kind of like uh, had a had a fallout with Brayden that doesn't fare well in his favor. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. Um. So the big question regarding Tariq, um, and you know, we are going to talk extensively about Kane and his actions in this episode a little later uh, but you know right now I want to ask you guys because uh, obviously you know we, we already I already mentioned that you know there was a hit on Tariq and you know he finds out that it came from Kane right so I want to ask you guys um, do you think Tariq will try to clap back at Kane even though he had that conversation with Monet and, you know, she said, if you come at him, then I'll kill you. Uh, but, you know, if Kane comes at you first, then, you know, you can do whatever. So, like, but do you think that Kane is going to disregard what she said and try to clap back at Kane now? Um, so, uh, go, I'll go to you first, Dana. What do you think? I don't see him going after Kane right now. Maybe in season two. There's only two more episodes, so anything that happens is gonna have to be in season two, I feel, for to get a nice, good storyline uh, worth. But I do think something eventually, I think this will probably be like the showdown for the show. You know how, like, in The Wire, everyone was like waiting for Stringer Bell and Omar to have their big clash? This could be the showdown for Ghost Power Book Two or whatever order it calls. So not now, but eventually. But you know, the stipulation kind of, kind of was if Jabari goes after him. Not Jabari. I said Jabari. If Kane goes <laughs> after him first, um, I do feel that because of how Kane was so randomly disassociated from his family, you know, that he may be in his feelings, and then he may come after Tariq first. And right. then that could give him give Tariq the okay to go after King. But um I do don't see that it's going to be Tariq doing anything right now. He has too many things that he has to worry about in this one little moment that I don't think that Kane is going to be that immediate threat 
I do see that Kane is going to be lurking and in the bushes and always watching and plotting, and he is going to strike first because he's very upset. You know, he lost his kind of his lost his whole family, and he feels that it's all Tariq's fault. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, and uh, yeah, we are going to break that down more extensively in just a little bit. But um, yeah, you make some good points. But uh, Rich, what do you think about that question? Uh, I I also agree. I don't think uh, Tariq is going to go after him right away. He has a lot of other things on his plate now, and the fact that he has to continue to pay two bit. I mean, he has to do what he has to do to hustle right now. Now, obviously, if somehow Kane interferes with his ability to make money, then it becomes an issue. But I do think what Dana said is right on the money. This is going to be a showdown that they're going to, you know, push out further. Uh, it doesn't make sense for them to have a confrontation right at this moment in time. Um, it will definitely keep people watching because they'll be curious to know when it happens. But I, it's not going to happen, I don't think, within the next two episodes. Um, now, I will say that it, it is possible for an important character in that Tejada family, uh, it is possible that one of them might get killed within the next two episodes, and that may fuel the uh the whole thing between Kane and Tariq and one one prediction that I do want to make uh only because and this is again this is a prediction I didn't watch no advanced episodes because we don't get access to these episodes early like that um what I imagine is going to eventually happen down the road is that if there is a Tahada family member that does get killed it might end up being Diana and I say that Whoa. because she is the one with the closest connection to Kane. And if that happens, now you have a, 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 a serious issue between the family and Tariq. Um, but Kane especially, since that was the one that always was looking out for him, trying to make sure she would put him in good graces with his mom, etc. So if somebody important does get killed, and if it's her, then I immediately believe that Tariq, you know, is going to be a target for, for Kane 100% without any hesitation whoa that that's a that's a major prediction right there uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i i do agree um i feel like you know a major character probably is going to get taken out in this season before it's over um so yeah yeah it's just a matter of you know who um but yeah, good points overall. Um, there is a lot more to say about this, which we're going to get to. But before that, I want to ask you guys as well. Um, so a lot of people, uh, that I've spoke to, um, have, you know, they, they spoke positively about Effie's return and the chemistry between Tariq and Effie. Um, so, you know, throughout these, these whole eight episodes, we've been, you know, um, kind of talking back and forth about whether Tariq is going to get with Lauren or if he's going to get with, you know, Diana. And in this episode, we see he gets with Effie. Um, so I want to ask you guys, like, do you think this is going to be a long-term thing now between them? Um, and um, obviously, it, you know, we because of, based on the conversation Tariq had with his mother, it might not be 100% genuine on his end. But because they have such good chemistry on screen uh, when they are together and stuff, do you think that, you know, this is going to uh, get a lot more serious, you know, between them? 
Um, so uh, I'll go to you first, Rich. What do you think? Uh, I personally think it is going to get more serious. Um, I know he had that conversation with Tasha, and, you know, she was alluding to the fact that, uh, you know, that she got the ghost to trust her. Uh, the thing is that Tariq does not, um, I don't feel as though he fully trusts her, uh, trust uh, Effie at this moment in time. And obviously, because of what happened at the end of the episode and how he treated her at the end, I think there is a lot, there is definitely some distrust there. But I feel like they can talk that out and, you know, work out their differences. I, I, I do want to applaud Courtney Kemp and the writers because this whole season, they had you thinking it was going to be either Diana or Lauren, and all along it was the person who we also figured was in the picture, which is Effie. And Effie obviously is one of the best matches for Tariq in terms of their chemistry, as you alluded to, and the fact that, you know, they both are doing what they have to do to, to survive. So, you know, their whole conversation this episode, everything she said, the fact that he she saw his gun, the fact that she had a gun. It's just everything is there for them to come together. And I do feel as though when that happens, maybe they will actually announce her as part of the main cast of the show because they didn't even announce her as being on the main cast for this particular show. It wasn't like she was in the title credits or anything. So I do feel that that is the next logical step. But again, we'll see how that relationship progresses. But I do think that is going to become more serious. And I do think that is his number one ride or die, as they say. <laughs> mm, that's interesting because cause we always thought that Diana would kind of serve that role of being like the ride or die. But now it, you like Effie just came in and kind of like solidified herself as that because, you know, like it, it just the chemistry was just all the way there, like like it hasn't been with Diana so so yeah mm -hmm. like uh, I could definitely see this being like a long term thing for sure but, um, but 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 I do want to say one one quick point though and that is that the advice that uh, his mom gave him that could still be used on Diana and Lauren because you saw even after he was messing around with Effie he was all nice and stuff with Diana when he came to the game Oh yeah. So obviously he's still going to be flirtatious to a degree, but uh, we'll have to see how far he intends to go with any of these relationships because he's definitely made a lot of mistakes with how he has reacted to some of the things he's done with with these women. But I think Effie is by far the one who he should be with, and more than likely going to be the one he ends up with. If I had to make a guess. Okay. So what about you, Dana? What do you think about uh, Effie and Tariq? Like, do you see uh, this having? Uh, long-term you know um impact yes yes mm -hmm. um thought it was really interesting that he gave that the had uh, tasha gave the advice about how to basically get someone to trust you and that's how you're able to use them right before you know the whole effie situation happened um i do feel that that is what he's doing because again we all thought that the love interest was going to be the other two and the other girl and it was not and and so i really like what they're doing with this i do feel that she could be the ride or die um the whole situation also with brayden you know it knocks him out of the picture and puts her who is to say that effie and Tariq are not going to be say ghost and tommy 
in this whole situation. It could happen. Mm. Uh, they seem to work really well together. They, you know, they, she knows just as much about the business, maybe more, and she's able to help him. And I think that this could be a dynamic that really continues throughout the series. I like it. Cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, I kind of agree with, with what you guys said, um, and I, I do think, uh, you know, she I, well, this this isn't going to be the last we see of her, that's for sure, because you know it was it was just like too too good a chemistry between them, so she will be back, um, and yeah, um, I I definitely feel like you know this this could be the new Tasha and Ghost, um, you know, so. Uh, we'll see how that plays out and uh, also we'll see you know what happens with the other two girls that Tariq has been flirting with um but let's move on to you know another character who uh, a lot of interesting things happen to in this episode and that is Drew um so first of all you know um Drew is on campus of course because he comes to the basketball game with the whole Tahada family uh, to support Zeke um, so you know after the game which Zeke actually wins like the team wins and everything um, after the game he, he hits up the club with Everett and his other friend from the team um, and Drew is actually trying to find Everett you know um, but Everett you know he, he's, he's basically ducking Drew's calls because you know when he's around the team he feels like he has to hide who he truly is and you know he can't be seen with a man, you know, um, you know, in, a, in an intimate way or whatever. So um, Everett is, you know, trying to hide from from Drew, but Drew calls Zeke directly to find out where he is, and you know, um, Zeke invites Drew to come to the club that they're at. Um, so yeah, um, so Drew then pulls up at the club, and you know, he he sees that Everett is dancing with a woman. Um, and you know that is the woman that basically you know the um, uh, Zeke's friend invited you know um, Everett to go and dance with the woman and everything. Um, and of course he was a bit uncomfortable about that, but he did it anyway. So you know Drew sees him with the woman, and then um, Everett sees Drew looking at him, and then he just walks away. Drew follows him, and they have a conversation, you know, about um, you know Everett hiding who he is. And everything um, and this kind of like leads them to talking about like their families and stuff because uh, uh, Zeke actually leaves you know he ends up leaving the club and they follow behind him but they're also having a discussion about their family um, and Drew is basically saying that you know um, his family wants him to be something that he's not uh, and you know Everett is kind of asking him to explain more and he just says <laughs> He just says, um, you know, basically, uh, they want me to be like them, and that's it. He leaves it there. Um, so when they get around the corner, they see that, you know, some some thugs are jumping, um, you know, Zeke and his friend. So Drew springs into action to go and, you know, help out and everything, and he sees that it's it's the uh, the thugs from from their hood or whatever that you know um, that Kane usually deals with. And obviously they're mad because, you know, um, Kane actually went to them to, to get the hitman to kill Tariq, but the hitman ended up dead. And I guess that guy was, you know, somebody close to the gang leader or whatever. Yep. Um, That's exactly. Yeah. So, 
So, you know, he, he basically holds a gun to Zeke's kneecapped, um, basically threatening to, you know, end his career in sports, you know, with, with one shot, basically. Um, Drew tries to talk him down from doing that. Things get heated and, um, Drew ends up, you know, um, basically beating the guy up, beating the thug up and everything. And, you know, he, he's so in the moment that he, he just keeps hitting him and hitting him and Everett sees this. And I guess this is the moment where Everett, like, really learns who, who this guy is and, you know, what him and his family is about. Um, and it kind of shakes him up and he runs away and everything. And, um, Zeke isn't too happy either about the situation, it seems. Um, so, so yeah, it, it kind of ends like that. The thugs retreat, of course. Um, and yeah, it kind of ends like that. So later on in the episode, um, Drew actually visits Kane at, you know, where he's been staying with the girl and everything. That's a pretty funny scene, um, you know, when she's trying to hide him, but then she ends up showing him anyway. She, she moves the door and he's behind there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so Drew basically, you know, tells Kane, you know, he's got to handle the situation. He reassures him that, you know, Monet doesn't know that, you know, um, it was it was all because of him you know um uh so yeah he basically just tells him to you know body you know body the thugs like get rid of them and just make it right basically um and then you know when drew actually talks to monet at the house he kind of covers for kane at first um you know he doesn't let on that he knows um you know it's all it's all all about kane and everything um and but what happens is uh Tasha actually calls you know um cuz cuz there was a scene earlier of course where Tariq um tells Tasha that someone's trying to kill him and Tasha ends up calling Lorenzo Tejada in in prison and everything with the burner phone um and based on that you know Tejada uh Lorenzo Tejada calls Monet and you know they exchange information cuz he's trying to find out what's going on and that's when Monet kind of learns that, you know, Kane must have did something to kind of set these chain of events off. Um, so she knows that Kane is involved now and she knows that, you know, uh, Drew kind of covered for him. So she goes to talk to, to Drew again and she actually admires that he tried to look out for, for Kane. Um, and that, you know, he kind of, um, cause she was angry at Drew at first, if you remember. So she she admired that he took the heat for Kane and everything, and that he took it upon himself to visit Kane and get him to kind of like diffuse the situation um, and fix things. So she admires that trait in him, and she kind of alludes to the fact that she wants him to step up and you know become more of a key player in the family based on his actions. Um, so yeah, I guess that leads to the question. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk more about Kane in a little while, but um, let's focus on Drew for now. So, how how do you guys think this is going to fare for Drew moving forward? Um, do you think that Monet is going to be expecting a lot more of him now, um, especially with her disowning Kane from the family? And do you think that he's going to be able to cope with this new responsibility that Monet seems to be putting on him? And then also, how do you think it will affect his relationship with Everett? So uh, I'll go to you first, Dana. Uh, what, what do you think of you know Drew in this episode and 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 everything that I just mentioned? 
Hello. Sorry, I was double muted. Oh. Um, this made me feel really sad for Drew. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to just run away and never come back because this is something where he's not a drug dealer. He's this is not something that you know, like Kane, where it's in his heart and it's his passion, and that he can you know do with gusto and he wants to do. So I thought that this was just something that's just sadly misplaced for for him to go through. Um, in terms of everything that happened, I do feel that Monet is going to kind of force everyone to step up. I don't understand the actions with Monet now trusting Tariq and basically putting Tariq in Kane's spot. I guess I will talk about that later. I feel that that is just odd. Um, and out of character, especially from someone that we've seen who's been so paranoid from episode one. Um, but this will now shift the weight of everyone else in the family and they will have to step up now as well and they will have to carry on this extra load. As much as I want Drew and Everett to just be okay and be happy and for Drew to just be like, hey, I'm gay accept it and live life and be happy and normal that is not something that is plausible for everyone as he clearly stated when he was in in the car not in the car when he was right outside of the party um this is just not something that's something that can happen i don't see that this is a relationship that is going to last especially in season two i do see that this is going to be something where he's gonna they're gonna just end up drifting apart um this is it's sad and unfortunate, but Drew has these now new responsibilities. Plus, on top of that, he's hiding who he truly is. He's not able to fully love Everett the way that he wants to love Everett. And this is going to cause us too much of a stress and struggle. And it's too much for Drew and, and overall. So, I don't know. I'm kind of torn between whether or not Drew can step up mentally or this will cause him to crack under all of the pressure and something just may happen to him or he may end up doing something harmful to himself really i don't know um i'm interested to see how this will go i do hope that he is able to stand up to monet and that he is able to live the life that he wants to live and and not have to really do any of the drugs because he doesn't seem like he wants to you know so we'll see I honestly I don't know <clears throat> this is the one storyline that kind of stumps me in terms of where I I have theories and see where this can go mm. okay and how, how do you feel about it Rich so in regards to uh, Everett um, I do see that Drew of course, we'll try to reconcile, try to reach out to him and, and explain. But I do agree that um, it's going to be a very complex situation. And, and yes, they, they could drift apart. But I will say, if for any reason he is able to reconcile with Everett and they continue on their path together, I do think inevitably what's going to happen is Everett may be the one to get killed um, in all of this. Now, obviously, we'll, we'll see what happens, because, uh, I mean, it, it, but, but it is going to have some dire consequences for Everett if they continue to have a relationship. Now, in, in regards to Drew and him stepping up, 
I do agree that everybody's going to have to step it up now. And the fact that he took a leap in this episode proves to Monet that he definitely is capable of being a leader. The only issue is that, you know, you mentioned that he had told uh, Kane to kill those GTG boys. Um, and obviously, Kane did not kill the leader of that group. So they they very well may believe and think that, well, so he actually did listen to his brother, and he and he did and he did and he did what he said he was going to do, but that could come back and bite him later because Monet thinks that he told Kane to do this and Kane did it, so that definitely is going to have a consequence later on down the road. I'm not sure who it's going to impact in terms of if somebody gets killed, but it's definitely going to have an impact on that relationship and how they how they view Drew as a leader. In, in how he delegates orders. But for right now, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of struggles for him moving forward. Obviously, we know that he's not really about this life. He has a lot more things that he can do. He's talented in, in a lot more ways. He has skills, etc. So um, we'll have to see how this all plays out. But uh, obviously, going to get very complex for him moving forward now that they believe that he is capable of being a leader. So... We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I think he's going to be put under some serious pressure now because, you know, with Kane out of, you know, the family picture, basically he's going to have to kind of like become like the man of the house almost now. So Monet is going to be expecting a lot more from Drew. And he made it clear in this episode when he was talking to Everett that, you know, um, he doesn't want this. Like, you know, this isn't what he's about. Um, yeah. So I think it's gonna, you know, come down to like um, he's gonna have to make a decision. Like there's gonna be a, a moment where he has to choose between, you know, his family and you know, or Everett and the life that he wants. So he's gonna have to like choose between those things. And uh, who knows what kind of situation that will be? Whether it will be a life or death situation, or you know, if it's just a matter of um, you know him just randomly deciding to you know make that decision but uh yeah that's something he's going to be faced with and also like you like you just mentioned there could be death involved as well so if that's the case then you know um if if, you know something happens to everett maybe you know i don't think he's he's going to be able to live that down i think that's going to really impact him mentally um, to the point where he might just make a, a rash decision um, to to leave the family or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he copes with that pressure now moving forward. But um, but yeah, definitely some some interesting uh, storytelling with with Drew. I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, but um, so let's move on to Kane now. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, I I don't need to, you know, uh, recap everything that happened because we've already kind of touched on a lot of it. But basically, you know, we know that he was the one that went to the gang member to, you know, to to put a a hit out on Tariq. Um, So they sent the gang gang member dressed as like a basketball fan to the, the, uh, the school and everything. And then he followed Tariq during the ball game, tried to kill him. Um, it didn't work out because of 2-Bit 
and then you know after that the gang leader was very upset that that his you know his uh gang member died um and yeah um basically he he kind of uh, tried to take it out on Zeke and he threatened to also kill Kane and everything and then you know after that conversation with between Kane and Drew Kane you know um decided that well he said he was already going to do it anyway but he said that you know he's going to go um he's going to go and put an end to to the gang members um, <laughs> and i want to say this right <laughs> and rich rich probably knows what i'm going to say but these are the worst gang members i've ever seen in my life like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like where did these guys get their their street degrees from cuz it's like like they are the worst shooters like it's like he he just picked him off with no effort at all. Like these guys are like the least threatening gangsters in the world. Like I, I don't I don't understand. Uh, they're they're like baby gangsters, basically. Because um, I like the way the uh, the leader was acting throughout the whole episode. I thought, wow, like Kane is in some serious trouble, man. But then at the end, Kane just picked off those guys like just one by one with ease. Like he wasn't even trying. Like is that that was like. I feel like it would have been, you know, a lot more intense if it was like, you know, a proper shootout kind of thing where Kane was under pressure and then, you know, by the end of things, like it would have seemed like a bigger deal to me. But, um, but yeah, I don't want to critique too much because I know people don't like that. But yeah, I just want to say I wasn't happy with, uh, with how that scene played out. But, <laughs> but something interesting happened at the end of that scene and Kane did not kill the, the gang leader instead um, you know he decided to extort him and um, I guess you could say that you know he's now taking over that gang um, in a sense so uh, that brings in the question um, what what position does this now put Kane in um, in the future you know after Monet has disowned him and everything uh, so what would you guys think his next move is going to be and you know what kind of position does this put him in in this story now so uh, I'll go to you first Dana what's your thoughts you're muted I'm always muted okay he is the angry kid who is trying to um basically been abandoned it's kind of sad he's the angry kid who because of his actions has been abandoned and so now he's going to try to forge his own path but through anger um which we learned remember during the 50th power or that that when it was reading that book the 50th law whatever is not something that you're supposed to do you never act in anger mm-hmm. at a class about that remember yeah okay. 48 laws of power um, there you go, 48 laws of power. I keep thinking of the 50-cent version. <laughs> um, uh, um, this is not going to be an easy an easy road for him. I do see that he's going to try to make his own way. I don't know if he is going to try to... Uh, I don't see him groveling or begging Monet to get back in. There was that shot where he was standing outside and Monet was kind of just leering at him from the window. With kind of like disgust and anger, um, <laughs> so he's going to be really hurt right now. I see him getting his probably just establishing his own business, and it would be interesting to see if he tries to go after um, Monet's 
contacts and, and people? I don't really think so because there is still genuine love there, and that is his mother. Um, so I don't, I don't see that, but I do see him trying to take out his entire anger on Tariq. And so remember, we had the conversation before. Like I said, he is going to strike first, and I think he is going to, you know, build himself up that way. He's already proven. Now, even though those gangsters were just awful. He did prove himself to be a really good, you know, shooter and a good planner of how to get rid of people in the competition. I remember also, I think it was like the first episode when he went after the other rival gang because they was on his turf. So, yeah. he, he knows what he's doing. He, he has the smarts behind it. Um, I just see this being one big clash against Tariq. I don't necessarily see it him trying to take out Monet or anybody else because that's his family. But he's going to direct all of his anger towards Tariq and he is going to probably be in his feelings right now for a while and he's going to just start building up his connect and see what he can do in order to take Tariq out. Okay. And um, how about you, Rich? What position does this put Kane in now? Well, let me start by saying... uh, Willie McLean is the excellent actor. Um, he's done an excellent job as Kane. He was excellent in the Bobby Brown movie as also. So I'm glad that they are giving him a lot more material to work with. Um, I think that what happened with this character in this episode, it is a perfect representation in the theme of the show, which is everybody is out to get power and they will do whatever they need to do to get that power. Um, so him recruiting the GTG leader, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense in the context of what was going on. I do, I do agree, Gary, that the gang is a little, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're definitely one of the worst gangs that I've seen in quite a while. But uh, and, and obviously, Kane has is very ballsy to think that you can recruit this guy and then he might not try to retaliate later. But I guess Kane feels, well, I can kill him at any point in time. And, and that's why he says he's just going to leave him off as a pawn that he can use for whatever means he needs to use. But I don't think that that GTG member is going to be around for too long because he can kill that guy at any point. And if that guy does decide to try to, you know, go against him again, say the, say, say that Kane starts to recruit more people and that guy tries to align himself with the others that he recruited. Um, I just feel either way that character is expendable now. So it's only a matter of time before he is taken out. Uh, we'll see when that happens. But in terms of the character Kane, what's next for him? Uh, the trailer next week just shows that he's out, you know, basically he's, he's running the streets right now, doing stuff all over the streets. Uh, I do agree that, um, it would make sense for him to continue to go after Tariq, but I, I mean, I, I don't know yet if he's gonna make that a top priority or if he's going to focus on building up his credibility on the streets, doing what he has to do under his own name and then go after Tariq. I mean, it, it can go in any direction, but I will say that one thing that they, in, they introduced in these episodes, uh, so far this season, you recall the episode where he kidnaps Brayden and his brother and has them out there working one thing that I think they are wanting to have the, the viewer believe is that not only is can nobody be trusted but there are a lot of alliances that can be formed 
Um, so we know that Braden was all about that life when Kane had him out there. So if at some point those two characters find a way to work together again, that is something that could definitely happen. Um, and not necessarily to take out Tariq, but again, it's about making money, selling product, stuff like that. So Kane is going to need a lot more people to work for him because he is hot right now, as he said. You know, he, he, he goes out and does any type of activity, he's already exposed. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he builds up his little army and what their goals are. But eventually it all leads back to eventually him having a final showdown with Tariq. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they evolve this character. And I, I'm glad that he's going to be given a lot more material to work with because, as I said, he's a very good actor. So um, let's see where it goes from here. Yeah. And Dana, was you I have about a, to... I have a quick question. Yeah. A, a severely quick question. During that whole collation with the guy that they sent to assassinate Tariq, Drew, um, Kane was involved, no? Or were my confusing characters? Yeah, Kane was the one who kind of sent he the hit. He ordered the hit. Yeah, who he ordered the hit. He's to drown him. Yeah, who ordered the hit? Um, yeah. I wonder if, if Tariq, um, will kind of use that against him in some way to get back at him. So what you mean like um like how would you mean like use it against him as in like uh the fact that the bring out evidence go to I don't use that somehow use that against him or okay. you know to say that hey your son tried to try to kill me Yeah oh, well, well they they are... Yeah go ahead they, No they 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 they've already established that though when he had his conversation at the end of the episode yeah, but, with Monet but, Like in a way to like use evidence against him to turn him in. I don't know. I don't. I don't see Tariq being someone who wants to get cops involved. I just wonder if they're going to come back to that storyline and have you know either Kane or Tariq come back to that thing and see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, you you like you raise you reminded me of something I was going to say um, about that. You know the fact that 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 kid died in a pool or whatever. Like, why wasn't that a big deal? Like, it, it felt like this that should have been a big deal on the campus. Like, everyone should have been talking about the fact that... Well, were you, were you, were you, were you, you saw how they wrote it off. They said, oh, yeah, there was a drunk guy that drowned in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. But it's like, if, if I was going to, like, a school campus and somebody, like, died, even if the, the people were saying that he, you know, died and he got drunk and died in the pool or whatever, I feel like that would have been a super big deal to the point, like, everyone would be talking about it and, like, people would be, like, investigating it. So, so yeah, like, uh, I, I feel like the that was kind of... The investigation aspect? Uh-huh. What was you saying? No, I... Yes to the investigation aspect. I was saying yes to the investigation aspect. Yeah. No to really kids talking about the guy drowning in the pool. Just if you go with that statement, it seems so insignificant as opposed to someone tried to kill another student. The guy got his brains bashed in and then they killed him by dumping him in the pool, by drowning really? him. Like So I think what I'm in terms of, in, yeah, yeah. As someone who went to a school that had Situations like that, we don't talk about that. 
Wow. So so exactly. people are that desensitized to to the point that's not a big deal that somebody yeah like unless wow. it's like a murder. Here's the thing. I went to a college where the I don't know if you heard of them, but the Craigslist killer was there. The what killer? Craigslist. He was the guy who was killing people off of Craigslist. The Craigslist oh. killer. He was the guy who was killing people off of Craigslist. It was a huge thing in America. Oh yeah, I, I remember hearing about that. He went to. I went to college. He went to college and like he tried to kill his first victim there. Wow. It was like it was like oh okay that's cool you you just go on about your day. Um, it's not just a. It's not, it wasn't really a really big deal. Um, so what I'm saying is when I went back and I was saying I wonder if that killing will come come back to haunt him or will come back to you know be used against him. I meant through the sense of an investigation. Right. I do hope that the school will do an investigation because here's one thing that was weird to me. There's a difference between here is a guy got drunk and drowned and then there's a difference between a guy got beaten you know it was a blunt force trauma mm-hmm. where he got beaten and then thrown in the pool. Yeah, because because two bit so hit, two bit hit him with the pole, so if, so there would be some damage on the body. He hit him with the pole. It would be some damage on the body, or if they would just say, "Oh, he must have hit his head and slipped into the pool." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wonder if they will even go back to that. But yeah. I feel for me, the fact that they killed him on campus, I'm not sure if there's cameras in the swimming pool area. Yeah, but Therese that said could also wasn't. come into play. No, no, they they said that there wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah he said there that wasn't. There's, there's no. Oh well, then there you go. Then I guess they just sweep it under the rug. But 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 <laughs> I, I, I come I, back to haunt. But but, but 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 I do want to add this point real fast. Uh, the investigation thing I think is going to happen because next week, from based on the previews, it looks like they are introducing another character. I don't know if this character is an investig- is an investigator or not, but it's uh, the actor Alonzo. Lon- uh, yeah, I, I remember yeah. him because they showed him and he was talking to uh, the guy. He was talking to uh, the the teacher uh, Jabari. Um, so I, I I don't know if that I don't know if there is an investigation. If that guy is involved, I, I have no idea. But investigation would make sense to to happen because it wasn't like you like like you both said there wasn't really. A major reaction to what happened, um, and, and, and yeah, it kind of feels like that because, because, because again, and then also in the preview, Tariq said, "Oh, well, now the school is a hot zone, so there may be some type of fallout that they show in the next episode that they just didn't show in this episode. We have to wait and see next week, I guess." Okay, well, like, if they're gonna do that in the next episode, then that's cool. I'll, I'll let them off. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember seeing that dude and I was like, wow, is the boys back already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's the same actor. Yep. I guess not, though. I guess he has to do something in in, in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, what was we talking about before that? Uh, Kane, right? Kane. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had something I was going to say about Kane. Uh, let me think. Uh, oh yeah, so I guess like because cause the whole reason right that that Kane was after Tariq in the first place was because um, he felt like uh, Monet, you know, doing business with Tariq was kind of like a diversion from them uh, locking down the streets or whatever, 
Um, he mm-hmm. felt like they should they should keep their business on the streets. So I guess now he's he's basically going to become the streets. Like he's gonna excuse me, he's gonna uh, basically take over. You know the streets himself. And yep. then, um, you know, if he, like you said, Rich, if he gets enough power in the streets, then, you know, he can, he's going to become like a big threat to Monet and Tariq by default. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I, I feel like maybe Kane might not come back for Tariq right away. Um, I feel like he's just going to focus on building his own kind of, you know, organization or whatever. And then you know he'll try and get he'll try and get back at Tariq in the long run. I think so. He's going to play the long game, maybe. Um, but the character I want to bring up next, though, might might change things a little, right? So um, we saw Two Bit return in this episode, um, and you know he you know obviously he wants money. He just got out of prison, so the first thing. <laughs> First thing you do, it, well, it's one or two things. It's going to be the first thing you do when you get out of prison. We all know what one of those things is, but the other thing is getting money, right? So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like he he's he's trying to get money, and I guess eventually he's gonna you know try and get some sort of control, some sort of power. Um, he may or may not try to reconnect with Tommy down the line. Uh, I guess that's something we're gonna have to wait and see. But at the moment, um, you know, Two Bit wants money and he wants power, I guess. Um, so I want to ask you guys, like, you know, we we saw what happened in this episode where um, Tariq kind of used Two Bit, like he he led him to the pool area so that he could, you know, be there to to help him, um, you know, during the hit or whatever when the guy was trying to kill him. So I want to ask you guys, um, do you think Tariq is going to? use 2-bit now like continue to pay him and kind of like manipulate him and use him as his equalizer and do you also think that you know 2-bit might be a threat to Kane in the future so uh, what do you think of that Rich that's a very good theory I didn't think about the manipulation part but you know listen this would fall in line with uh, with how Ghost acted And, and to go to a point that y'all had made earlier on this show about when Tariq doesn't quite trust everybody or he's out to make sure that he hit that only he keeps himself secure that is the same type of way that Ghost operated where he did not trust everybody and he didn't t- tell them everything only and especially if there was stuff that was sensitive to him that could harm him that he would keep it to himself it doesn't really matter who he hurts in the process so when I think of his dynamic with um 2-bit yeah, two bit. From what it looks like, two bit is the one that's muscling him for the money. But it will be interesting to see how he turns that around into a manipulation thing and uses him. Because again, now he knows, like you said, he helped him to get rid of that that uh the guy that tried to kill him. So yeah, he could definitely be the one to basically tell him, "I'm having this issue with this Kane guy. Can you take him out?" But again, that goes back to what Monet had said before. But if she ever finds out that he he went after Kane or he had someone go after Kane, then she would come back and kill Tariq. So I, I'm curious to see how that's going to, to play out. Because at this point in time, uh, Monet doesn't know 2-Bit. Um, and the 2-Bit character is back for a reason. Obviously to, to basically get the money that was owed to him from Ghost. So 
I'm very curious to see how this dynamic plays out. Uh, and the last point that I will make to go to what you said about Tommy returning, I kind of feel like Tommy is definitely returning in a it, it, within these next two episodes. If it's not the it, or, or maybe the finale to get people interested to see what happens next season, but Tommy is definitely going to return. And when he finds out what's been going on with two big uh, two two bit operating with with uh, Tariq, I'm curious how he will respond to that. Because Tommy obviously knows Tariq killed ghosts. So it, it makes this whole dynamic even more interesting when he gets involved in all of this. But for now, I would say I'm very curious to see. I like your theory about questioning the, the manipulation of 2-Bit. Because as a viewer, as I'm watching this, all I'm seeing is now, oh, well, Tariq, he better do what 2-Bit says or else he's in trouble. But I think, yeah, it could become a situation where if he really needs that money, then he may have to do whatever Tariq wants him to do. So we'll see if he uses that to his advantage. Yeah, and and it plays right back into what Tasha told him, right? Like, you get mm-hmm. the person to trust you. So if Tariq, you know, keeps giving 2-Bit money, you know, um, then 2-Bit might start to, you know, become dependent on that and trust Tariq more. Um, and we, we know Tariq is smart, you know, he's shown that in this season. So, you know, he can, you know, keep charming 2-Bit and put him at ease and make him feel like he's in control of the situation. And then yeah. he can easily, you know, just manipulate him into, you know, maybe going against Kane somehow. And maybe 2-Bit won't even know that, you know, Tariq is sending him to to uh, contest Kane or something like maybe he asks him to do some separate favor but he knows that Kane is going to be there or something like that and then you know they get into it so so oh, yeah. yeah so it, it could be as, as slick as that you know so um, so I'm, I'm going to be interested to see you know what happens with 2-Bit moving forward and, and I do I do think Tommy like you said is going to show up in some capacity so I can't wait to see how that interaction goes if you know if those two those two characters cross paths. Um but yeah, um Dana, what do you think about two bit? Do you think Tariq might use him or uh, do you see other things for, for the character? Well, I hope they don't kill him off like they did Spinky. Just randomly <laughs> and abrupt. That would be nice. But I do kinda maybe Tariq getting upset and then, you know, could kill him that way. But I do see him sticking around for a little bit. I think what was really interesting was the fact that they had Lunell was Spanky's mother. Mm-hmm. And I just really want to see more of Lunell. And there was the scene where he said, you know, don't worry, I got you. And he handed her money. And he kind of did that slick little smile because we, we knew that he got everyone killed. Mm-hmm. And we knew how grimy he is in actuality. So I thought that was a lovely wink to the camera. And I do want to see more of Lunell, just because I just really love Lunell. And it would be great to see, like, you know, Spanky's mom, just in general. And to see if he's somebody... We all know he's not someone who's true to his word. But I just want to see that kind of dynamic. But because of that, I also do kind of feel that we will see more of 2-Bit. That he is here to either service himself or he's here to further the storyline with Tariq or maybe he's going to end up going with Kane and, and do that and work for him in some form or capacity but I do hope that they brought him back for a reason I am the only person 
who does not feel with full gusto that Tommy is coming back in this season. Maybe next season. But I don't feel that he's going to make an appearance at all. Mm. Sorry. So so what if like what if this happens, right? Picture this. Um like will you be be excited if this happens? Like so we, we reach the we reach the end of episode ten, Power Book Two. Um Kane is still alive and you know he he's got a gang full of Avengers with him. Um and <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, he, he, he basically, you know, assembles everyone and he's like, yeah, we got a new connect. Um, so I'm going to introduce all of you to the new connect. Um, he's coming all the way from Cali and then Tommy steps into the room. Like, won't that make you excited though? Like, if something like that happens? Like, Kane and, and Tommy getting together? Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be like, oh. That's nice. I don't like it because, you know, again, we had... I don't like the fact that his name is Kane. His name should have just been, I don't know, Bob. Something that's not the same as Kanan. I don't like how they did that. And that definitely makes me not want to see him and Tommy team up. That just makes it worse. Um, No, I don't want to see Tommy. I want this show to really stand on its own. And they kept evoking the name of Tommy so much. That it's okay. Let him go and be happy in California. I want to see his story in California. But I guess, you know, for a, a, for a finale in order to get people interested in the Tommy spinoff, even though that's not the next spinoff we're getting, but to remind people, you can have him, you know, say hey, and, and then quickly leave. Hopefully. I wouldn't be upset, but it's not something I want to see. Interesting, because because we know the Tommy show is coming up, so I I feel like you know it's it, it will but be a they, nice remember, it will be a nice remember nod. they shifted though. They shifted. We have the Canaan show. Okay. And remember uh, they have Canaan as the next one. Oh yeah, I, I didn't mean it's coming up next. I just meant then like it's, it's gonna coming be... up. It's coming up oh, in okay. general. Um, but but yeah, like I I just feel like it would be a nice you know nod to what's to come if if Tommy shows up and and you know also it would just get us excited to keep watching Power. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I hope it does happen. Um, the the well yeah the, the only re- the only reason why I I believe it is going to happen in some capacity. You you mentioned this character too much this entire season. For there not to be some type of payoff at the end, even if it's where you see him at the last shot, either you hear him or you see him, and that's like okay, that that I I think that that will that that that's a high possibility only because there was no need to keep mentioning him multiple episodes. Tommy is the killer, and then you mention his mom in the last episode and all this other stuff. So it 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 would be uh, interesting to see that happen, but you know they have a lot of material to work with now. With the core characters on the show, so it it, it very well might not happen, but I, I think uh, it's something. There's something's going to happen with that to some extent because uh, it just seems like uh, it is inevitable. He's going to show up at some point in time. It's only a question of when. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It's not going to be too much longer now before we find out. Uh, what's gonna happen? But um, 
but yeah that was everything you know i wanted to uh, discuss this week um is there anything else at all you guys wanted to mention that i might have like missed um anything at all rich oh no i i i think i think pretty much you covered all the bases um I thought it was I thought it was a good episode it, because again it, it was very it, it, it was a lot of tense scenes in this episode so you know and, and I, I was speaking to my uh, my mom and my brother who always who also watched the show and they said oh yeah they were on the edge of their seat as well so I think they did a very good job and they made me curious to see what happens in the next two episodes. <laughs> okay, and how about you, Dana? Anything uh, else you wanted to bring up? Or any thoughts on the episode as a whole? Oh, I thought they did a very good job. I thought they did a very good job um, with this episode. I was very interested. I was intrigued. Um, I want to see more of how they're going to tie this all in within what two more episodes that we have left. I thought that they did a really great job. And this is also kind of interesting because I remember during the whole power escapade, no one was really interested in seeing this show. And it mm-hmm. seems like there's a massive turnover. Everyone's like, yay! So, I hope they keep it up, because this was a good episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they they did a great job of, like, turning things around, because a lot of people were negative about Tariq at the end of Power. Like, <laughs> and, you know, nobody wanted to see a Tariq show at all. And, and I feel like they've now made it interesting. Like, they've, you know, they've made it work. And I... I wouldn't say that um, Tariq alone is the is the most interesting character in the show. I feel like this has a strong supporting cast. Like there's other characters that I'm interested in aside from just Tariq. So um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, that's that's a really good thing. You know, when when there's a strong supporting cast, um, and also you know this was such an action-packed episode and we didn't even see any of the uh the trial you know we didn't see davis mclean <laughs> we didn't see sax you know any of these other characters so um that that's you know that's pretty interesting um i i'm wondering if that means that a- um i'll go ahead dana no i was just gonna say like in a weird way i kind of feel that that hampers the show it weighs it down that it just becomes this it feels like an add-on instead of something that's neatly integrated into the show and i could do without it i'm fine so i do hope that they wrap up this whole trial situation and tasha and and mclean and the other guy Sachs, because i'm more interested in the main show this seems like it's something that's an add-on yeah yeah, I, I do get that feeling now, like, after seeing this episode, like, without those characters, I'm like, okay, yeah, that kind of does slow down the show a bit, like, when, you know, when the trial is. And the reason I think that is, is because the trial is, it's like, so, um, it's like, so dragged out. It's like they're trying, they're trying to make it last to the end of the season, basically. Um, so... You know, when whenever those scenes come up, it does feel kind of like you know dragged out, like you know it's just taking forever kind of thing. Um, but I do, I do think that characters like Davis McLean are interesting. It's just that you know the context of you know the, those scenes is we we could do without them at this point. Uh, but what was you going to say, Rich? Yeah, um, I just was going to add that. Uh, 
I do agree with, with what you both said. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think it is all to so that they have a explosive, perhaps an extended episode ten where they can just have everything happen. You know, you'll finally get a, you know, the the the, the trial will come to an end and there'll be some type of verdict and all this other stuff will happen. But yeah, they definitely. Uh, I guess they figured they wanted to emphasize and focus on Tariq, what was going on with him on campus this week, um, and how it's going to impact everything else moving forward. But uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some answers on all this and more in the next two episodes. Yep. So with that being said, Rich, um, you know, for me, whenever I see the preview, it goes so fast that, like, sometimes I miss stuff. But I know you <laughs> you pay close attention to to you know the preview um and you know we already talked about you know um Kane you know in that preview he was he said he wants to take over the streets and everything but um was there anything else in particular in that preview that you know we we didn't discuss or that that we should be looking forward to next week uh well no well well the main thing is yeah it's really about Kane from what we saw. It looked at the at the end of that preview, looked like he knocked someone out. I don't know who that was. Was uh, that Kane? So we'll find a... Yeah, that was Kane because I stopped okay. and flash flash framed it, and there it was him. So I don't know who he knocked out. Maybe it was. It could have been Tariq. It could have been somebody <laughs> else. Uh, we have to find out next week. Um, looks like uh, Tariq will. You know, we still have Jabari trying to get the information he needs to get. Uh, they try to kept it. You know, they revealed a lot of stuff, but they really. They, they, that the main focus of that trailer was really about Kane and what's going to happen with him next. But uh, there's a lot of other things that that they had in there as quick, quick little fa- uh, flash frames. So it's hard to really decipher anything else beyond those the things we already discussed. We just have to, I guess, wait and see what what all is supposed to happen next week. But uh, yeah, and then you saw that Effie had a conversation with Tariq, and that she called Tariq a monster. So the the title of the episode next week is Monster. So I guess uh, we're going to find out that Tariq does something that uh, makes him a monster. I guess. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, we we did have a comment of someone saying that um, they think um, Tariq is going to become Ghost um, next week or whatever. So um, I think they were saying that about this episode that we just watched. But but I do yeah. feel like he he is becoming more of that character. So, go ahead, Dana. I kind of—I feel not. I feel in a way he's becoming more like um, Tasha. Really? Um, the the whole remember how she? Maybe it's just me, but I feel that because remember the advice that Tasha was giving him, and it wasn't like, "Hey, this is what your daddy did. This is what I did, and mm. this is how I got ghost to." Uh, respond a certain way and then remember it was like he asked her about what did you do with that Angela situation and she was like yeah when she he cheated on me he cheated on the whole family that whole whole thing I do in a weird way see him becoming more like Tasha yes the whole show was about ghosts but Tasha she did stupid things but she also acted in a way on her own if you look at it, she did a lot of different things that were that maybe was not positive, but she did kind of spearhead her own path in that way. Remember, she's the one who even killed Lakeisha. Yeah. So I feel that maybe because of the this the hatred that 
Tariq has for his father, yes, you could argue it's going to be ironic that he does become his father, but in a way, he's leaning more towards what Tasha did, and he's going to Tasha and asking for advice about what to do. He's constantly calling Tasha. So I just feel that he may end up becoming more like a Tasha situation than more of a ghost. Now, they have the same paths, and they intersect, but he's taking more of her path and her advice and not saying what did dad do he's going and saying what did dad do to you that you did in order to reverse the course of what dad did so that's just how i see it okay yeah that that's a that's a good point um i kind of feel like he's um it's a mix like he's he's taking traits from both both sides like um so he is sort of becoming ghost but he's becoming like an evolved version of ghost that also you know has traits of tasha too so um i feel like that's kind of like you know how the character is developing but um of course you know that could that could change we could see different things uh based on on what happens next i guess but um but yeah i, I guess we'll see uh the next episode like rich said is called monster so so let's see you know what happens to make Tariq a monster or that that could actually be about Kane. Who knows? Um, yeah, but, that's true too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll wait and see. But um, as always, you know, if you're listening to the show, if you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a comment. Um, you can leave your comments on the YouTube video or on the the Coalition website. That's thecoalition.com. Coalition is spelled with a K. Um, but you can listen to the show on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Um, and yeah, the, all the main places you find podcasts. Um, and we appreciate all the, you know, the support, all the likes, all the subscribes and everything. Um, and you know, definitely keep, keep dropping your feedback to us. We do read all the comments. Um, and you know, we appreciate, um, everyone that we do get. Um, so yeah, thanks for supporting. Big shouts to Robert Silva as well, who, you know, who always sends in, you know messages and and voice notes uh we were unable to to play play the voice note today but he he was very positive about this episode of power um he loved it so so shouts to him um and of course you know um christmas is coming up so i do want to also wish everyone you know happy holidays if you if you like even if you don't celebrate christmas you know just happy holiday happy holidays to you and um you know if you do celebrate christmas then merry christmas you know happy kwanzaa and everything as well um and yeah it is power actually on next week i have to make sure because i don't know uh, yeah i know okay yeah yeah it, it, it's it's stay it's staying on schedule so the next two episodes will be on the at the at the regular time and day okay so the last episode is going to be like january 2nd right or something yeah mm-hmm. okay cool yeah so um so yeah we will be back next week to discuss uh the next episode but until then you know happy holidays and enjoy yourselves um wherever you are and you know i hope everyone gets the chance to you know um you know if you can't be with your family then i hope that you get to you know connect in some way whether it's a phone call a zoom a a facetime whatever it is uh but definitely take some time to you know speak to you know the the people you love and care for um but 
yeah, that's pretty much it. So have a nice week, everyone, and we'll be back soon. Peace out.